When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Michael Jimenez. Halftime. Yes, sir! It's halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. We're on the go at com. What's going on, everybody? My name's Michael Jimenez, your host from 12 to 2 here on Halftime. We talk sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. And, of course, on Tuesdays, it's Tuesdays with Teague. What's going on, Carolina? Hey, hey, hey. I'm getting my live stream up, but I'm here. I promise. I know. So for those of you watching on Facebook or YouTube, don't worry. She will be on the live stream in a minute. But we have a big show today. You know, um, we need to get on the same page. Okay. Spurs fans. What exactly are we thinking when it comes to this upcoming season? The rest of the season. 23 games to go. Are we team tank or are we team play in tournament? We're going to get into that in about five minutes at 1230. What a joke. What a joke. Jawan Howard, head coach of the Michigan Wolverines, got a slap on the wrist. He smacked. He hit an assistant coach from an opposing team, and he got a slap on the wrist. We'll get into that. But I think Carolina actually disagrees with me on that. I do. And speaking of CT, I dared her at 1245. I dared her to watch Love is Blind on Netflix and uh changed my life (laughs) i think i got you hooked i'm super hooked on love is blind i I, you i was the it's probably one of the best shows on netflix right now (laughs) we'll get into that at 12 45 you know let's start off for a a brief minute here on aaron Rodgers. what an absolute diva oh i am so tired of aaron freaking Rodgers, the green bay packers star one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time but, man, he came out with this long-ass Instagram post where he's basically just going off, and it's it's very poetic. You know, it, it, it reads like a letter, you know, saying, um, you know, to Shailene Woodley, his former fiancé, thank you for letting me chase after you for the first couple of months after we met and finally letting me catch up to you and be part of your life. Thanks for having my back for those incredible kindness you showed me and everyone you meet for showing me unconditional what unconditional love looks like. And then he goes on and talks about the... The quarterback room and Matt and Nathaniel, Luke and Jordan Love. You guys made every day so much fun. And goes on to talk about Randall Cobb and former and other receivers that he spent time with. Talking about how he cherished every moment with them. Cherished the friendships that I have with you. Both teammates past and present. Dude, Aaron Rodgers, are you retiring or not? 
Because all of this said absolutely nothing in Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, you listen to what, what he does and, and, and the person that Aaron Rodgers has become. Is it okay for him to just basically post these types of things on Instagram and have everyone scratching their heads as to what the heck are you talking about? Cryptic stuff? No, I don't think it's okay. I think he needs to be very blunt and direct with what he's going to do, especially with somebody like Aaron Rodgers who has been the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers for a really long time. And he, you know, everybody wants to know what Aaron Rodgers' next move is. And I feel like when you have these passive-aggressive messages out on Instagram alluding to the fact that you no longer want to be with the organization, it leaves everybody questioning. And to me, it just seems very arrogant, narcissistic, and you just want all eyes on you. You need to either say what you're going to do or don't say it at all. I absolutely love everything you said right there. It is narcissistic. Very. It is passive aggressive. Very. And then what's going to end up happening is he's going to show up on a podcast, mm-hmm. probably the the McAfee show, and he's going to come out and say, what? Play the victim card at that point. Right. What did I say? What did I, say? I was just being nice. I just wanted to show gratitude, gratitude. and love yeah. to people. Dude, shut up. We'll talk more about Aaron Rodgers at 1 o'clock. We'll also be getting into, do quarterbacks now have too much power? We've seen that in the NBA with players like LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard. Do quarterbacks now have too much power in the NFL? But uh, first and foremost, let's get started with the fact of the matter is, is that I'm wearing t-shirt and shorts right now. It's going to be 88 to 89 degrees right now in San Antonio in February. And then tomorrow, we're going to have a 50-degree drop-off, and it's going to be back in the 30s. I can't what is going on, Carolina? I, You know what? I was just talking about this at my house the other day. The weather is so unpredictable, and this has to be a result of global warming. It has to be. There is, We cannot predict the weather from one day to the next. I didn't even feel like this was really a true winter it also felt like summertime as well at some days. I have no clue what's going on. I think there's a bigger conspiracy. And I was talking to somebody about my bigger government conspiracy <laughs> in regards to the weather. And sometimes people don't want to hear me with my tinfoil hat. So I have to stop myself before I go on with the conspiracy. But there's absolutely no reason why the weather cannot be consistent. The weather has been inconsistent throughout this entire winter season, just like the San Antonio Spurs have. <laughs> Very nice. Yes, the Spurs very well have been inconsistent. By the way, you're also taking a look at our stream yard right now. James Pledger is producing this show. James, what's going on, my man? What's happening, Mike? Dude, it, I, it's it's a great day because I understand that we may have Kevin Hart tickets up for grabs. Oh, yeah. And I'm using the word may. May. Why may? Because, well, you know what, people have to earn it. Mm-hmm. I am tired of those contests where it's like, we're looking for caller number five, caller number eight. No, 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 no. If you want to have tickets... You need to impress us. We had a guy named Philip yesterday who was on our show. He called in and gave a great take. So if you call into the Kobasa Bacon phone lines at 656 ESPN, give a take. If it's good enough, you might get tickets to go see Kevin Hart, who's performing at the AT&T Center in August. Superstar Kevin Hart. Movie star. Comedian star Kevin Hart. So I'm pretty excited about that. So again, Kobasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656 ESPN. We'll talk about Spurs this segment. So make your phone calls about Spurs if you want to get in on this segment. But um, and who doesn't want Kevin Hart tickets? Seriously, I know. Seriously, like if I didn't, if I was not here at San Antonio Sports Star, I would be calling in right now because I want Kevin Hart tickets. Because Kevin Hart will have me laughing from the pit of my stomach, just like the show Love Is Blind. Yeah, you know Kevin Hart. 
Like, there's nothing that he does that's wrong. I mean, well, he does uh, a lot of wrong things, and that's kind of what makes his whole entire show. But like, I, I I love you know the movies that he's been in. I mean, come on, Jumanji. I've seen way too many times in my house. That's part of the rotation when we're watching dinner. Jumanji is one of the five to seven movies that the kids put on over and over and over again. He's great in that. He's also great in stand up, obviously, uh, which is where he got his start. He, uh, come on, Forty Year Old Virgin, his first movie role. Yep. You know when he's getting mad at Smart Tech. You Have know? you seen Soul Plane? Have not, no. You have not? Okay, that was one of his first movies, too. It was a great movie. It's a it's a classic. Interesting. I checked that one out. You know, we talked about this being a hot day. You know, well, you know what, what, what tastes good on a hot day is a margarita. And today is National Margarita Day. Mm. Are, you, are you a frozen or on the rocks kind of margarita drinker? I'm definitely a on the rocks girl. Less calories. Yes. Tastes, tastes way better. So I'm a hands down on the rocks, girl. Yeah, I'm going to get looks over here because I like it frozen. Oh, God. And I want it with sugar. Of course you do. With sugar and not salt. I like it mango. Mango is preferred flavor. After that, it would be strawberry or a swirl. Those would be my favorite ones. Oh, my God. Of course you do. And what about doseritas? I mean, come on, we we got to give some love to any margarita I'm down that, with that. that incorporates either a beer, a big red, or a Fanta. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in on that. I mean, I could do that. That's the only acceptable frozen margarita, in my opinion. Now, Las Palapas has those, by the way. They have those. Doseritas? Doseritas. They've got like 20 different types over there. Uh, but my favorite place, I love going to El Sol or La Fogata. Those are my favorite places. But hey, tell us what your favorite place is to have a margarita. The We're on Facebook and on YouTube right now. Uh, leave a comment on San Antonio Sports Star. Just like and subscribe. Leave a comment for our show. Carolina, where's your place to go for margaritas? If I want a margarita, I don't really have a necessarily a place, but I have a vibe. So if I want a margarita, it's definitely going to be when I'm walking down Market Square and I need something to drink. I'm going to stop at La Margarita, which is a restaurant right yeah. there. Grab me an On the Rocks margarita, walk around Market Square with my margarita and just have a blast. So I feel like there's a total vibe when you drink a margarita. You can't drink a margarita while writing an essay i mean you can if you're an alcoholic <laughs> but i feel like the best time to drink a margarita is when you're vibing downtown in san antonio or when you're with your homies i get that i'm i'm more of a have it with dinner kind of person i really can't have margaritas if i'm just going to be out and about you know i'm not going to walk around in vegas with a margarita they have like those big yard long ones uh -huh. that's just a little bit too much for me but i've drank one those are actually really that, that's exactly why I stopped drinking frozen margaritas. Oh, really? Was because of that drink. Yeah, it was too much for me. Was it in Vegas or South Padre? It was in Vegas. It was too much for me, and that was the last time I ever drank a frozen margarita. I'm trying to picture you in Vegas. How wild are you on a scale of 1 through 10? <laughs> are you in Vegas? Um, I am pretty wild, period. So uh, <laughs> Vegas me is definitely a vibe, too. Like I will be totally... Um, anything you want to do, I'm down in Vegas. Anything goes. Very cool. You know, I uh, I used to be very wild in Vegas, and then I turned 35 or so, and I just kind of tailed off, man. I just, you know, I, I like to hang out. And don't get me wrong, I'll party one night. Do it one, yeah, I, one but, time, but, that counts. But I can't I can't do it on back-to-back -back nights, man. It doesn't happen. Yeah, you don't have to do it on back-to-back -back nights, but that one night, as you get older, your window to have fun and be wild is smaller because... Your hangover cure time is a whole lot longer. So if you're going to go hard in the paint that one time and that one day, you have to get super wild.
<laughs> That's the rule. So you still have it in you. See, I've gone away from the strip. I like going to Fremont. Okay, see, that's how you know you're getting older. Oh, no, it's so much fun there. <laughs> when was the last time you were in Fremont? I've it never been changed. to Fremont in my life. No, then you can't make fun of it. I'm not making fun of it. Everybody talks to me about I need to go to Fremont, but I... Fremont every- is the La Villita of of Las Vegas. I mean, it, it, it it's so cool to be out there and to be checking out these these casinos that you could play $5 blackjack or $10 this, yeah. that, the other. So it's cheap. There's a lot of me- a lot of live music going on over there. It's just that's a different type of vibe. This is True. a lot of locals hang out there. Uh, I mean, you can you can you know you can zip line. Uh, I've always wanted to go to Fremont and zip line. It's just that every time I end up in Vegas, we never make it to that point. <laughs> so that's the only reason why I've never been to Fremont. But it's always on the list that we want to go to Fremont. It just never happens because I'm wild in Vegas. Like I will get from like from I don't know. Like half a mile up the block, I'll end up at Caesars, and then I'll you go, can, go to bed. You can get wild in in, in Fremont. It's still Vegas. I want to, baby. and there's it's a there's a pizza place in Fremont that I want you to try next time you go. It's called Pizza Rock. That's the reason why I want to go to Fremont is because I want to try <laughs> that pizza, but I never make it out there. Very cool. Hey, uh, this is halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM twelve fifty and one zero three three FM. Hey, guess what Friday is? Friday is the return of the San Antonio Spurs. They're getting back on the road, trying to finish up the rodeo road trip right now. 23 and 36, 11th in the Western Conference, two games, Carolina, yeah. two games away from the 10th spot, potential play in spot for the, uh, and, and potentially get into the playoffs. I just think, Carolina, that Spurs fans really need to come together and figure out what we're going to cheer for. Oh, look at you. Because okay. when the season started, it was more people saying, no, let's go for the playoffs. We've got this team. We don't know what's going to come of it. And when the Spurs came out of the gates losing, it became, wow, a lot of this team isn't any good. And it, the pieces of the puzzle don't fit together. And we should then tank. That was you, not everybody. That was you. No. I you would, and Pledgeure. I would say the majority of fans were on that. In I, your world. No, I would say the majority of fans, I would say 60, 65% of fans, if you asked two weeks ago, are you Team Tank or Team Play-In Tournament, 60, 65% would most definitely have said Team Tank at that point. Did you do a poll on this? Because I feel like your algorithm on Twitter might be different than my algorithm because I saw a lot of hope when I saw the Spurs. I saw a lot of hope. I saw a lot there of There was no hope two weeks ago. There was There was hope at the time. No, the hope came... When the Spurs got rid of half their team, that's when the hope came in because what was what came in return was draft capital. What came in return was more cap space in the offseason. What came in return were young players. And what came in return was uh, the ability to start a Devin Vassell and to, and to play somebody at the shooting guard position that complemented DeJounte Murray better. I, ha- I have a question for you guys. Yeah. So, see, I want to bring up this old conversation that we had last week on Tuesdays with Teague. That's why listening to every Tuesday is really important. Tuesdays with Teague, we're going to bring up old stuff that we talked about last week. I have a pl- question for Pledger, and I have a question for Michael Jimenez, because my brain, it works a little bit slower sometimes. Ever since I got COVID, there's this thing called COVID brain, mm-hmm. and I feel like I used to be way smarter before I got COVID. But anyways, besides that. Now, you brought the question about the injury up. If there's an injury for the Bears... Do I change my mind and we have the ability to change our mind, right? Do the expectations of Correct. the season change. And it's okay to have a change of opinion. We all agree on that. But where is the importance of being able to have foresight? 
You guys were team tank before you knew the trade deadline was going to happen. You knew that there was a possibility that they may have traded players to benefit the team. So why jump on the team tank bandwagon early prior to knowing the trade? Where, I where, love this where, crazy question. I wait, love wait, this wait. question where too. Is the, where, where is the importance of foresight? Foresight is, is important, but at the same time, you use what you have. And I say that meaning a lot of things that you judge going forward are because of previous actions, correct? Mm -hmm. What actions have the Spurs ever shown that they were ever going to do anything at the deadline that made any consequential move? Exactly. They, they, have, they didn't have a history of doing trade deadlines, so that's why I wanted to know why jump on Team Tank before that, because, that opportunity. Because they showed us they were never going to make that move uh -huh. it, with their previous actions. So yeah. there was no reason to believe that they would do anything that would benefit the team that much. And Usually, the, it's it's buyouts that yeah, they go after. That's exactly what I was going to say. There was no hope two weeks ago. Uh -huh. Two weeks ago, we had a team that didn't fit together. And again, the, the pieces of the puzzle are good players, but they were not good players to, to go around DeJounte Murray. Uh -huh. And what we saw over a, a three- or four-week period was them getting rid of players like Bryn Forbes and getting something for Thad Young and Derek White. And these and guess what those three players have in common? They're going to have long careers wherever they're at. Mm. Okay? So they're not scrubs. Yeah. They're, they're, they are good players, but they just don't fit what the Spurs were trying to do with DeJounte Murray. Right. And so so begin when the season first started, there was optimism and hope because you never know. Maybe this team comes together. But when you start watching the first 40 games of the season and you look at it and you're going, man, this team is so inconsistent. Can go out there and 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 beat Golden State. Can go out there and win at and Milwaukee uh, and and also play the Suns very well. Win at Utah, but then come around and lose to these bottom feeder teams. And you realize that they were inconsistent and they were bad. It was a bad team. Uh -huh. But what happened about a week ago, though? It all changed. Or a couple weeks ago, it, it all, all changed. changed. And now the Spurs are playing better. They're not only playing better. The starting five that is out there of Dejounte, of Keldon, of Devin Vassell of Doug McDermott and Yaka Pertle. It's a small sample size of four or five games there, but they're playing the best ball out of any starting unit, just just, just stats-wise. Stats-wise, right. You know, both on the offense and defensive side of the ball. So therefore, we can look at this and go, well, okay, maybe we look at making the play in tournament because maybe we can make a little bit of noise. The team that we had two weeks ago was not going to make any noise. They could have played the best ball they could have ever played together, and they still wouldn't make any noise in the playoffs. Uh -huh. But this team now is a little bit different. And now we also have other draft capital. We have two other first-round draft picks, the one belonging to the Raptors and the one belonging to the Celtics. But we have callers calling in who want to talk about the Spurs. Online, too, we have Andrew. Andrew, do we need a tank, baby, or are we going for the playing tournament? I hate it. I hate it. I hate it with all the being of my soul. I'm a Spurs fan from the day one. David Robinson was everything to me but we need a tank we need to do it that's the way of the nba andrew i appreciate the phone call hey uh, if you're still there by the way is there a, oh he's not there anymore uh it's interesting because right now the spurs have the seventh pick in the draft before the lottery was to begin okay right now though also holding on to the 18th and 19th pick the 18th pick belonged to toronto and the 19th pick belonged to the boston celtics so we need to cheer for those teams to start losing Right. Okay. Because we want the best possible pick. Best possible pick for them. Exactly. And then we can package them. No way in the world we're going to have three first rounders on our team next year. That's just not going to happen. 
But it's weird because I asked Twitter. And again, a lot of people who follow me on Twitter are Spurs fans. Uh, they are quote-unquote Spurs Twitter, which is a vibe in itself. But I asked the question, where should we be? Team tank or should we be team play in tournament? And guess what it was? Team play 51% to 49%. Oh, my God. Why does this always happen team where we have critical questions so that we, we can talk about it on air? It's pretty much divided 50-50. Team Tank won by 51%. Is that what you're telling me? It's still going on. You can go on to Twitter right now. I'm, I'm at Mike ESPNSA. Carolina's yeah. at Carolina Teague underscore Pledger's at I am Pledger. But it's kind of interesting because right now it seems as though Spurs fans are split on this issue. Right. They need to vote now. They need to go to your Twitter. They need to vote now. And they need to draw the line very clearly in the sand for us. Where are we at as Spurs Twitter? Are we Team Tank, Team Playing? Go to Michael's page at Mike ESPNSA. Correct. And vote. Because I am tired of people being split right down the middle. Now, Doesn't help me out at what, all. Now what the Spurs need to do, if all things are equal and the Portland Trailblazers keep playing the way that they're playing... The Spurs would need to go 12 and 11 the rest of the way to catch them. Okay? Probably to be on the safe side, 13 and 10 or 14 and 9 would get you there because New Orleans is also in the mix as well. And they could possibly make some noise along the way and, and, and jump over Portland as well. So Spurs have to be a have have to have a winning record the rest of the way. Right. Uh I take a look at it and the Spurs, again, it's just one of those things. It's it's not a very difficult schedule that the Spurs have the rest of the way. When the rodeo road trip continues on Friday, we are at Washington. On Saturday, at Miami, and then on Monday at Memphis. So it's one of those things where the Spurs have to play three games on, on four nights coming out of the uh coming out of the All-Star weekend. After that, the Spurs have a huge time at home, a huge homestand. Uh, they play home against Sacramento at Charlotte, but then check this out. Between March 7th and March 18th, home against the Lakers, the Raptors, the Jazz, the Pacers, the T-Wolves, the Thunder, and the Pelicans. That stretch right there, I will tell you this, Carolina, that seven-game stretch right there, Spurs go 5-2 and two in that homestand right there, they will make the playoffs, or they'll make the play-in tournament. I have a feeling that they're going to beat the Grizzlies this time. They barely lost the last time. John Moran did a great job. But I think the way that the lineup is, I'm really hoping. Because I like to compare the Grizzlies and the Spurs a lot together. I don't know why. I feel like the – you know why? Because I feel like John Moran and DeJounte Murray, they're both really great players. They're two of my favorite players in the league. So I like to see that competition for that particular reason. I think the Grizzlies are going to lose this time. All those games are winnable. I think the Grizzlies one's probably the, the hardest one that they have yeah. out of the next 12 games or so. But all of them are very, very, very doable. But we have... And, and can I just say yeah. this real quick? Um, I don't care. Um, I just want Pop to get his most wins of all time. Oh, That's the, where I'm at right now. That'll happen by this time next week. Absolutely. That's what I'm waiting for. That'll happen. Yep. Yeah. Well, But, uh, you know, we have another hour and a half of halftime to go here on San Antonio Sports Star. We have a lot of people waiting online to try to win those Kevin Hart tickets. We see that Jason wants to talk about the, the Cowboys and, and Dak Prescott. Eddie wants to talk about the Cowboys. Gary is in line, want to talk about Aaron Rodgers, that prima donna. And Doc is also on the line. We have a lot to talk about here. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Take a break from the This is Halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. A 
upload a photo of what's on your grill and enter a description or recipe at sasportstar.com and you can win a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market, winner chosen every Thursday at 6 on the Blitz. Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM, on the go at com. We're live on Facebook and on YouTube. Search San Antonio Sports Star, like and subscribe. You'll see Carolina Teague and James Pledger dancing to the bump music. But it's called uh, we had to lean back. back. Oh my god. I don't know. I'm too old for that. You fat Joe? You are not fat, too old fat for Joe. Fat Joe. I did not know that, that was Fat Joe. I do remember Fat Joe, but You didn't know the lean back dance? That was I his had, biggest hit. I had to show some love to Tri County Meat Market and read my things. So I did not realize so that. So you that's can't what it was. recognize a beat over reading? Sometimes I can, sometimes I can. <laughs> it's hard to multitask sometimes, Pledger. It, I was just telling you guys that on the break. It is. And man, I'm taking a look at the phone lines right now. Wow. It is lit up like a Christmas tree right now. We're going to get into the, the yeah. phone calls in a quick second. Everybody's getting busy signs right now. So if yeah, once somebody hangs up, that's your cue to call in. You dangle out some Kevin Hart tickets and all of a sudden people want to talk and people want to play. But I want to hear everybody's takes. I know. The, the, the first thing we're going to talk about is Jawan Howard. Okay. Yep. What a complete farce this was. What a joke of a punishment that he got. He slapped, punched, whatever you want to call call it, a Wisconsin assistant coach. And the dude got five game suspension. Five games. Are you kidding me? I asked the question earlier. If I was to walk over to James Fledger right now and punch him in the face, could I go back to work in five days? Because Jawan Howard was not at the park. Uh-huh. He was at work when he punched and assaulted another person. Let me tell you something. I disagree with you completely. <laughs> I think this is the perfect, perfect way to handle the situation. I think this is a warranted suspension. Five games. Okay, so let, let, let's go ahead and, and just say that uh, Wisconsin's coach during the Big, 12, Big Ten tournament, yeah, right? Yeah. Walks up to Jawan Howard before the game and just for no reason just goes out to him and just punches him in the face. Okay, can, can, that, that's can, not what can happened. He, can he? Can he? Because it's it's the exact same thing. That, no, it's not. That's two totally different things. And this is the thing. People think I'm condoning violence and I'm condoning assault and all these things. I don't. And I, this is exactly why I'm on the radio and I'm not on Twitter and getting paid for it. Because of these reasons, I can vo- vocally tell how I feel over the air way better. What happened to Jawan Howard? He was already upset. When somebody is already upset in your face and they're angry, the last thing you want to do is grab them by the arm and push their elbow back to try to get their attention. He's already mad. What Jawan Howard needed to do is what he teaches his players, which is to shake your opponent's hand after the game. That's why he was. That's why they 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 touched him. Like, hey, we're supposed to be shaking hands. Right. Okay. So, why did he stick his hand out to shake his hand? He did. Okay, so then when he doesn't want to shake your hand out, he's obviously upset. So then you push him by the arm. Oh, they didn't. He didn't get pushed. So he didn't get pushed, but you're saying he got. But Jawan Howard punched him. When Jawan Howard didn't punch anybody, he mushed him. He big faced. He him. did not mush him. He he he, he big faced him. He, he didn't swing. He cold cocked him, dude. I'm sorry. When that's coming from a six foot eleven guy, that is a cold cock right there. And the fact of the matter is, right now, Pledger showing videos of of people getting. Getting into fights in football games, like like you're, you're okay with this, right? Well, if Jawan Howard was wearing shorts and and a short sleeve and a, and a tank top, right? Whatever they call the uniform, then that's different. If it happens during a game in the heat of battle, that's fine. It's- he should be held at a, at a higher standard. And do you know why I know that this was complete crap and a complete farce? 
is because the suspension was to the end of the regular season. Perfect. I see two things on that. Two things I see on that. One is, okay, but when we need you for the Big Ten tournament, you can come back, baby. You can come back. That's an issue. The second thing is, is that whenever I hear to the end of something, what that tells me is that it was nonsense, that they didn't want to do it. Because no. wh- what happens no. if this had happened eight games ago? Uh-huh. It would have it would have been a thirteen game suspension, right? If it had happened in in December, it right. would have been a fifteen game suspension, okay? Right. So why is it a five game game suspension and a fifteen game suspension? Why does it matter what day it happened? They should have said you're suspended for X number of months, or you have no paycheck for X period of time. Because when you have a date where it's like, well, it's the end of this. Then it's nonsense because it would have been the it would have been the same punishment two days from now, two games from now, and five games ago. Uh huh. That's what I have a problem with. What I have a problem with is everybody saying his size. He's a six ten man mushing somebody in the face. Well, don't touch a six ten man when he's upset and provoke him further. Now I'm not making excuses for him, but I'm saying he deserved to be punished, and I'm making that very clear. What he did was wrong. He didn't set a good example for his team. He didn't good example set a good example leadership wise. But I think this is a good suspension. I don't think he should lose his job because he he needs anger management. This is also he needs the- to be suspended, and maybe they should reconsider having him as a coach if he does this again. I don't think his apology was sincere either. Too by the way, it wasn't. Sincere I don't think it was sincere. It wasn't sincere. And this but is also I, the but second I, time. How? Why don't people blame the person who put hands on him first? He got fined ten thousand dollars. He got fined because guess what he didn't do? He didn't do anything violent. But he didn't get suspended. He what? How? There was nothing he so, did that warranted a suspension. We have Doc on line two wants to talk about Jawan Howard. Doc, what do you think about this whole thing? So. I don't think he violated just a um, a sports code, a coaching code. He violated the whole sportsmanship code. When, when you line up, that's like the time where you say, hey, you know what? Whatever happened between the lines stays between the lines. Good game. Knuckle up. If you're upset, walk through. Set the example and, and get back to your locker room. I think, you know, what he did just goes beyond what sportsmanship about is about. Second, even the, the the Flint Tropics shook hands with Anaheim after they got in the brawl. And I think now this overtakes Chris Weber's timeout. Jawan yeah. Howard can no longer talk about Chris Weber because of what he did in a Michigan uniform. I think this is worse because he's the leader of young men. I agree, Doc. I, I agree. And you know what I, what else I would say about that? Do you know who was not upset this entire time? The players. None of the players were acting out until, until that happened. Until that happened. So the brawl so, happened. So the brawl happened, and I agree about the suspension. He should be punished, absolutely. But I don't think that anybody's considering that when somebody's upset already, don't touch him. And Just leave him alone. Because, Keep your hands off them. Because of his actions, he has his own players who are suspended, who now have issues with their school. This this has other repercussions out there. And this is not the first time that Jawan Howard has lost his mind at a, at a game. This is the mm-hmm. second time that this has happened. Not the second time he's laid hands on somebody, but the whole thing about sportsmanship, he is a leader of men. He was not leading anybody at that moment. He was being a child. None of the players were upset. He cared about, he, he, he was very emotional and upset. And when somebody is upset at that point, first of all, you're right. Um, you should control your emotions. 
But when somebody is irate and upset and pointing the finger at you and saying, I'll remember that, beep, the last thing you want to do is put your hands on him. You know what? You shouldn't have provoked him by putting your hands on him further. That's where I'm at. The suspension was warranted. The violence was unacceptable. But um, I'm glad the other guy got fined $10,000 as well for putting his hands on him. The dude was at work, man. He was at work, and he was representing a university, and the guy gets paid millions of dollars to what? Be a leader of men? He couldn't even lead himself. But fired? Yes, that's what happens. Malcolm Jenkins should have been fired. He put his hands on Steve Smith. Should should not be a saint ever. Um, are you talking about players in the middle of a game where they're running yep, at full speed and it's, a, and it's, it's a, at work, they have a and it's code a violent too. Players game. have a code too. Oh, you know what? That is just that is just a dumb it's argument. Still at work? That it's is, not that, dumb. That, it's that intelligent. Is, that, that is a dumb argument because again, one was wearing a suit and one was actually in uniform. Isaiah play, choked, playing. Isaiah Thomas choked out. Oh, I, Isaiah Thomas should have been suspended longer than what he was. So that I I will agree with you. We're about fired. Fire. Removed. Look, you're saying fire. You're saying fire. fired. You know and what? he put his hands on his neck. Let's go from one heated conversation to another one involving the Dallas Cowboys because we had someone yesterday who won our tickets came out and said that Dak Prescott was the Jared Goff of the Cowboys, saying that the Cowboys could trade him to Seattle for the for for Russell Wilson. And, and and all of a sudden, that would lead the Cowboys to the Super Bowl, right? Something like that. So Jason wants to talk about this. He wants to talk about Dak, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks. Jason, what's on your mind, brother? You're on line one. Well, first off, uh, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm a Seahawks fan. My. Hey, Carolina, how you doing? Hey. Uh, I'm here, too. Hi, Mike. Oh, hey, Mike. <laughs> hey, I like this guy. As a Seahawks fan, uh... I would not trade Russell Wilson for Dak. But if Russell Wilson wants to go to Dallas, I'll be willing to sweeten the deal with this. Can you name me the quarterback-wide receiver combo that has the highest percentage of deep throws over 30 yards? Oh, I have no idea. Is this Jason Garcia? Yes. Can I tell his whole government name? This season. Yeah, I will be at the soccer games. All right. So uh, the answer is Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett. Right. I would be willing to trade both of those players for Dak Prescott, that wonderful uh, defensive rookie lineman that y'all have, and two draft picks. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, and Cowboys fans, you think, oh, one for one? No. Uh Uh-uh. Russell Wilson, with, with any good offensive line, he can be a threat. Look, 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 look what's happened in Seattle. Yeah, he got all the money, and the old, the old line went to that is a bad word. And now and look, he's struggling. But if you get him behind that a good offensive line, like say maybe Dallas might have. Okay, but with we got let you we, the we got let you go, Jason. Sorry about that. Uh, we have other calls coming in. But Jason basically talking about uh, uh, Dak for Russell Wilson. Okay, he's passionate I, about his team. Okay, well, I am I am not a Cowboys fan, but I will say this. Dak Prescott is better than Russell Wilson. He is. Okay, Russell Wilson is not the same Russell Wilson from 2012, from 2014, or 2016. This is washed-up Russell Wilson. And yes, he didn't have an offensive line. His offensive line sucked, and his running game was bad. But at the same time, he had DK Metcalf. He had Tyler Lockett. He had weapons out there that he could throw to, and he couldn't make it happen. And the Legion of... 
Well, back in the day. That was back in the day. That was back, back in, in the, the day. day. Yeah. Yeah. So I take a look at it. You know, if the Cowboys wanted to go after Russell Wilson, and, and I, I would still rather have Dak. I mean, if I if I'm if I'm ranking quarterbacks right now, I don't think Dak is top five, but I think he's somewhere between six and ten. But I wouldn't put Russell Wilson in there anymore. I would put Russ there, but it's more so just because of the offensive line, the lack of a defense. Sure, he's got a couple of weapons. Dak has more weapons and a running game and an offensive line. The defense is playing better. And on top of that, Dak is on a long-term deal, so you have him under contract. Russ only has a year or two left on his deal, and he's older. So therefore, Dak holds more value the in thi- a trade. The thing about Russell Wilson, though, is that he's doing what Drew Brees used to do at the end of his career. Starts out really good for six to eight games, and the second half is garbage. But uh, we have more callers on the line. Eddie's on line three, wants to talk about the Cowboys. What's on your mind, Eddie? Hey, what's going on, guys? Love the show. Uh, Thank you. Strictly going to talk Cowboys, but real quick, Michael's Spot on right on the Juwan Howard thing real quick. Dude, you're a coach, a leader of young men. You can do that. If I do that at my job, if I slap somebody, no matter how angry I am, I'm getting fired no matter what. And second of all, the Cowboys take. Look, dude, I'm sick of the, I'm sick of the Cowboys to the point where it makes me not even want to watch the NFL anymore just because their entitlement is out of control. First of all, they act like Dak Prescott is the next coming of, you know, John Elway. Stop it stop it. He hasn't done anything, and if there's an opportunity to go get that diva like Aaron Rodgers, do it, because that Prescott isn't that great. He's reached the ceiling, but in general, the lack of first of all, accountability for that franchise for the last 30 years is ridiculous. Just like this allegation that just came out, we're going to sweep them under the rug, because hey, it's the Cowboys. No one's going to look into anything, because it's Jerry Jones. He might as well be the commissioner, because in reality, no one does anything to the Cowboys because, hey, it's America's team. Hey, the richest franchise in the world. Hey, the ratings are great when the Cowboys are on. Just sick of it. Sick of the whole lack of accountability. They're mediocre at best, and I'm just sick of them. That Very is strong. Eddie with a strong, strong take. Love it, man. Thank you so much. Best call of the day. He 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 was talking a lot. Because he said you were right about Juwan Howard. Is that why? No, I was actually liking when he was talking about the Cowboys. And, and that was just the cherry on top. Can I just okay? say this, though? I, I, if you're going to negotiate for any quarterback for the Cowboys, the last person I would pick is Aaron Rodgers. He's had a ton of issues with Mike McCarthy, with the coach, when they were both oh, at the Green Bay true. Packers. So, you know, from a strategic standpoint, it just wouldn't work out as far as chemistry is concerned. But so it, I wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers to be on the Cowboys, considering the past that he has with Mike McCarthy. They've had a well-documented history of not getting along. But imagine an Aaron Rodgers with a Sean Payton. Now, that would make sense. Mm -hmm. See, but then the Cowboys will have to get rid of Mike McCarthy. And there's, you know, reports that there are, it's not all paradise between Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy. But if you're looking at it from a face value of Mike McCarthy at the helm, I don't see Aaron Rodgers going to be... A quarterback of the Cowboys. Yeah, I think it's NFC Championship game or bust for Mike McCarthy this year. Doesn't make it. He's gone. Yeah. Hey, Gary's on line four. Wants to talk about Aaron Rodgers. What's going on, Gary? What's on your mind? First of all, man, I don't appreciate being plagiarized. You took my content about Russell Wilson. Man, you just went all <laughs> on the air with it. You know what I mean? And made it made it yours. I'm terrible, man. I need I need some, some, some royalties for that. Anyway, oh. <laughs> I'm going to double down on my stance and say that Aaron Rodgers will shed – the criticism that he has earned about not being able to get back to 
the Super Bowl and win another one when he goes and takes the Tennessee Titans to the Super Bowl. Now, mind you, I am a diehard Chiefs fan. And for those that would say, well, why would he go to the AFC when he's got to, you know, play against Mahomes and Herbert and, and Burrow and Jackson? He, they ran, keep in mind, the Tennessee Titans ran through the AFC. They were number one in the AFC, ran rough shot over my Chiefs in the regular season. So it can be done, and they did all of that with Ryan Tannehill. Imagine what that franchise will be with an Aaron Rodgers, who, like I said, will finally shake the criticism that he can't get back to the Super Bowl and stick it to the Green Bay Packers, who all they had to do was help him out like he was asking, and they would have been back to the promised land. Gary, coming Gary, in strong, coming in strong, and great they've minds. Been, they've all been great calls. Great minds yeah. think alike on that one. But you know, I enjoy the calls, man. You know, everyone coming in, not only giving good takes, but wanting Kevin Hart tickets. So we're going to kind of debate this American Idol style. But speaking of reality shows <laughs> like American Idol, I dared Carolina Teague last night to Changed watch my life. to watch Love Is Blind on Netflix. It's a reality show, fellas. I fell in love with this show. We're going to talk about it on the other side. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. This is Jason Minnick. Get home with me and Joe Reinagle this afternoon, 4 till 7. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. There's a reason why I asked for this song to come on. Because... This was the number one song 14 years ago when San Antonio Sports Star was born. And we're celebrating the 14th birthday on Thursday over at the Roo Pub on 281 Redland Road. You can come to hang out with us. Uh, we'll be doing halftime there from 12 to 2. And then the Blitz will be there from 4 to 7. Hang out with us at the San Antonio Sports Star over at the Roo Pub. Very, very nice. Welcome back to halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. On the go at sasportstar.com. You know, uh, I was taking a look at the top 10 on Netflix. You know, you log on to Netflix and it says these are the top 10 most popular things. And one of the top 10 right now is a reality show called Love is Blind. My favorite. You had not heard of it, though. No, you introduced me and you changed my life. Okay, so last night I reached out to you and I said, have you watched Love is Blind? <laughs> There's like 10 episodes. How many did you go through last night? I uh, skimmed through. Okay, let me just tell you this. Okay, I, I went through pretty much a lot of them, most of them for season two. Yeah. Dying of laughter. If you guys have not watched Love is Blind on Netflix, I'm telling you right now, go watch Love is Blind if you want to see stupid people fall in love. This is so <laughs> stupid. This so so the, the premise of the show is you have guys and girls. <laughs> love is blind. Blind as though as, as in you cannot see the person that you are talking to. So these guys, guys and gals are being put in these pods and they have conversations with various people. And the question is, is can you fall in love with a personality? Because you cannot see the other person. You don't know if they're big, if they're skinny, you don't know if they're muscular, if they're thin, you don't know if they're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, or whatnot. And you're just basically speed dating, if you will, <laughs> just voices being heard. Right. Now, you can ask them questions like, tell me your background. You can maybe even divulge your ethnicity and whatnot. Yeah. But the whole purpose of the show is for someone to agree to marry the other person, <laughs> even though they've never seen them. 
and it follows their lives as they go get married and then thereafter. So you haven't gotten to that part because it talks. Oh, I've gotten to almost the marriage part. Okay. I'm cracking up. Uh, These people are stupid. And then after the marriage, it's can they live together for 30 or 40 days and stay (laughs) married? And then they have to decide at the end, do they want to stay married or not? And it's funny because in previous seasons, some of the ones that got married have stayed married. (laughs) <laughs> and some of them once have broken up. Okay, let me tell you who I think is going to break up. Okay, <laughs> I have never seen somebody as crazy as Danielle. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about, Danielle. You guys, if you guys go to Netflix, just watch, the, fast forward to the Danielle and Nick clip. So Danielle and Nick, they met each other. They thought they were compatible. This chick is off her rocker, y'all. She has issues with a capital I. I did not think, you know, people could be this crazy because I was looking on Twitter because I was trying to watch the show for you, Michael. Yeah. So I was looking on Twitter at comments. They were like, Danielle is insane. She's nuts. And I was like, oh, you know, it's Twitter. They're probably exaggerating. No. Nick was at a reunion with Danielle in the islands and they had a required reunion meetup where everybody from the show met up and hung out with each other and had a little gathering. But then Danielle had uh she had food poisoning so she was on the floor eating some bread and i was like why are you eating bread on the floor and then when nick came back he was like hey babe i just got back from the reunion and she was like who are you talking to who are you with who are you dating i don't trust you he was like i was at a required reunion show he was like she was like no you were walking towards the beach i saw you flirting with that woman i was watching from the balcony for three hours while i had food poisoning and then i went to go cry in the closet and i was like what kind of show is this and now you are addicted to it and i've watched it with my wife before i've we've, we've seen past seasons and again some of them have you know good things that happen there's some that marriages that have happened from this that are still still together years later but now the new seasons are out and i will let you know this guys this show originated i believe on lifetime back in the day and now iconic now future seasons we i used to watch it when it was on lifetime with my wife because my wife controls the remote from time to time (laughs) and uh but now it's on netflix for the future seasons and it's so much fun it's so stupid but it reminds me you know sometimes you meet somebody and you just know my wife and i i will not be doing (laughs) i will not be doing halftime on friday because it's my wife and i we're celebrating our 10-year Wedding anniversary. Congratulations. We are going to Seattle. And we're going to spend, spend the weekend over there, spend a few days having fun over there. And um, But she and I decided to get married on our first date. Now, we had known each other over the phone for a while. Right. And it didn't there's, wasn't very good. There's nothing wrong with that part, but yeah. it's the nutty part that I can't get past. Yeah, but but the, fa- the fact of the matter is the whole point of the show is is can you fall in love with a personality and then grow to love the looks? Because there's some that there's that one girl on there who's like Mallory. Uh, he's like the Hispanic girl who's like I yeah. I love I love his personality. She, I love getting to know him. But when I look, but his looks, he's not a bad looking guy. But it's not what I normally go for. And it's whether or not you can get over. Now, don't give away, don't give that one away. But it's whether or not you can get over that. But. uh it's a good show. It's called Love is Blind. It's yeah. one of the top 10 on Netflix right now. I changed Carolina Teague's yeah. world. And changed he... my life. Fast forward. You will be laughing at the pit of your stomach. Just fast forward to the Danielle and Nick scenes. I'm telling you, it's like <laughs> comedy. And guess what? Tomorrow is Movie Review Wednesday. I already saw the movie. saw it this morning. The Terminator. That was a request by Rudy oh, wow. J. Wow. So Rudy J will be with me tomorrow talking about that.
I see the phone lines are lit up. We'll have more phone calls on the other side. Juan, Rodrigo, and Chris, you are on deck. They want to talk Cowboys, Jawan Howard, and other sports topics. We'll, when we come back, we'll also be talking about Aaron Rodgers and whether or not I dissed the city of San Antonio because of my opinions regarding Fiesta. Oh, I can't wait to hear about this. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Michael Jimenez. Halftime. It's our number two of Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. We're on the go at com. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. Search San Antonio Sports Star. Like and subscribe. It is Tuesdays with Teague, Carolina Teague in the house. Hello. First hour went by super fast. Lots of phone calls, and I see that we have three people on the line right now, but we'll be getting to you in a moment. You know, people are calling in because they want to win, have the opportunity to win tickets to see Kevin Hart, superstar comedian, who will be in San Antonio at the AT&T Center in August. James Pledge is producing this show. You know, speaking of James Pledger, he is the only person here in San Antonio Sports Star who's a fan of the Houston Texans. And yesterday he's sending me these messages, and I'll need you to talk to me about this, Pledge, about how there might be a trade in the works right now for Deshaun Watson. Now, the report came out, and it basically said that the, that the troubled quarterback there for the Houston Texans might go not to Minnesota, might not go to Tampa Bay, but could possibly on its way to become the first quarterback for the Washington Commanders. Eh, When you you saw that trade proposal there, because you've been here talking to to me for about months about, oh, we need three first-round draft picks. But this one seemed No, I'm saying what the Texans have stated that they want. But this one right here was, what, a first, a third, and Chase Young? It was a first and a second this year, Chase Young, and a third next year, which is far less than the asking price, and... Considering the source, which is Dan Cilio, I I mean, it's like Jason Lock and Four. I just I don't believe most of his reports. Now Chase Young is was the number two pick in the draft a couple of years ago. Okay. Yes. So that's almost like getting a first round draft pick. No, he, that is getting a first round that, draft. That is. He was defensive rookie of the year in twenty twenty. Uh he was a Pro Bowl in twenty twenty, had some injuries last year. But come on, if if that was worst case scenario, would you be okay with that? I guess okay if you put it in note and and parse it that way I'd be okay with it I don't know if I'd be happy per se now one of the things that's been going on with this though is that we've heard from Watson's camp or 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 leaks are coming out basically saying that he wants to go to either Minnesota where he can play with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook makes sense in a dome or play for the Buccaneers and 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 succeed Tom Brady Mm-hmm. Right and and have Evans and Godwin and Fournette and all of those guys, offensive line, offensive yeah. line, good defense, good defense, right? everything in place to win a Super Bowl. But it sounds like that the dominoes are being not falling down, but they're being stacked together. In the sense that right now there have been reports that Carolina's looking at Minnesota, saying, "Hey, is Kirk Cousins available? We understand that you might have a new quarterback." And when you see that <laughs> pledge, when you hear that. Do you get a little bit excited? Do you, does it tingle inside your body there, knowing that, that these these dominoes might be set up? Well, yeah, and I saw a report a little bit earlier today about, um, I think it was the paper up in Minnesota, the Minneapolis Times or whatever it is, about 
Kirk Cousins, the Panthers have called the Vikings about a possible trade. So teams are looking into Cousins, who is a $45 million contract this year. Mm -hmm. Deshaun, a $35 million contract. Which one would you rather have? But Kirk Cousins is a pro bowler, remember? We talked he is. Oh, but so is Deshaun Watson. What, what a weak pro bowler Kirk Cousins was. But that's so that's so funny. Well, I mean, and if you I'm look at gonna, his numbers, it's the same as Dak Prescott. And there are other legal issues going on when it comes to uh, to Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. That has not all been cleared up. No. And, and I'm not going to pretend to be a legal scholar when it comes to it. But apparently, it's going to take a few more months to kind of sort out and figure out as to whether or not he's going to be criminally charged or not. Mm -hmm. But if you were to look at it, Carolina... Deshaun Watson on Washington Commanders. Deshaun mm -hmm. Watson with the Bucks or the Vikings. Which one would he be best at? Uh, I think he would be best with the, I would say either the Vikings or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just because I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a, a loaded offensive line mm -hmm. when they're healthy. So I would say Buccaneers one. Vikings, actually, you know what? That would actually be like neck and neck with the Buccaneers, too, because I like their wide receiver court as well. I'd so. be fascinated with Deshaun Watson, with his talents on that Minnesota Vikings team. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if Justin Jefferson is that good, if Adam Thielen is that good playing with Kirk Cousins, you get a better arm there, a more mobile quarterback. Uh -huh. What can Delvin Cook do? You know, Dalvin Cook is an all-world type of type of player. I could see them doing really well with Deshaun Watson as quarterback because that's been their issue this uh, for for years. Yeah, is well, Kirk Cousins has been their issue most definitely. Now in that same division there, over in Green uh -huh. Bay, yeah, more drama coming out there. Of course, always drama, uh, dramatic. Of course. of course, it comes from Aaron Rodgers. It comes from Aaron Rodgers being a narcissist over the over the Arrogant. overnight. He uh, released a, a, a post on Instagram where he basically thanks everybody and their mama. I want to thank my my teammates. I want to tell them that I love them, past and present. And 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 Shailene Woodley, my former fiance, thank you for showing me what love was and all of this stuff. What, I mean, I'm looking at this going, what kind of narcissistic crap is this? Is he retiring? Is he telling us that? Uh, and, and then also in a, in a in a really weird way, and this is kind of cryptic because it was a cryptic post. Ah. Uh. It it read off like a suicide note. No, 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 no. Suicide is very serious. No, I, and I, 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 oh, you I, mean career suicide? I, I, well, no, I, I. It's just one of those things, and I'm not trying to make light of it. And I, I mm. thank you for for correcting me on that. But I, I just look at that, and it's just very like, like depressing in a way. Like I don't know if it's if it's factual. Like I, I'm reading this. Like is he? Is he being honest? Is he is he trying to be sympathetic? What like what kind of reaction like, or response did he want from this? Right, this came from nowhere. Yeah, this came from nowhere, and there's no end to this. Like usually, when you see these type of speeches, speeches, it's followed up with I'm moving, I'm on. moving on with my life. <laughs> there's it's so cryptic, and I don't say it's narcissistic because he wasn't talking about himself the whole time. That's not why it's narcissistic. It's because he's being passive aggressive. And I feel like, what is the passive message that you're trying to pass on? Are you done with Green Bay? And I'm just over it. I mean, I get it, but hello, have you looked at Anthony Davis and how he forced his way out of New Orleans? Did you look yeah. at Deshaun last year when he started quoting 
cryptic future lyrics. That's whack. I get it, but that's the way that they move themselves from places now. That's the way they distance themselves from teams. Look at Kyler Murray in Arizona scrubbing his social media of everything having to do with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, but I mean, like, you can't just tuck it in and hold these conversations to yourself within the organization. You have to be all cryptic on social media now these days to get your... Yeah, man up. (laughs) Why do you have to put all these messages on social media to get your point across? Why don't you call up whoever you need to call up, have a conversation with them, and then move on from the organization and keep it quiet like Tim Duncan does. That's why I respect Tim Duncan because he sends in the facts when he has a message and then these players who are passive-aggressive about everything all do all this crap on social media and it's annoying. It's annoying, but effective. Look at every person that's done this tactic. They have gotten what they wanted in some way, shape, or form. Aaron Rodgers Baby. started this last year and yeah. ended up getting hit basically his contract reworked in such a way that he has to become a free and agent is, at the end of the year. This is why I say it's passive-aggressive. And I hate passive-aggressive stuff. You can hate it, but if it it's works, yeah. why would you not do it? If you're in a situation you don't like, and there is a tried-and-true effective way to remove yourself from situation, why wouldn't you use said tried-and-true way to remove yourself from the situation? Tom Brady did it, and he looked happy. No, it, it's it's a very good conversation to have because I sent you an article yesterday from Sports Illustrated saying that superstar empowerment is wreaking havoc on the NBA, but it's now moving over to the NFL we saw this in the NBA with LeBron James with the decision, the collusion that is, oh, that is there. Even worse. And then, he, and then it goes on over to you know Kawhi Leonard, and it goes to Paul George, and it goes to Russell Westbrook and worked, Anthony worked, Davis. Worked, worked, worked. It, exactly. Every <laughs> single one of them worked. And it was talking about this article was talking about how in the NBA it devastates a franchise. We see that in San Antonio because we were going to go from the Duncan era to the Kawhi era. And everything was stacked up nicely. It's be perfect. And then what ended up happening? We are now in rebuild mode. We're now having conversations as to whether or not we should be team tank or team play in tournament. And we should never have had that conversation if Zaza we had. Zaza Pachulia. Well, it's, it's, it's his fault. It's, it's par- all his fault. Partially his fault. But you know what? I believe that Kawhi would have left anyway. He would have fulfilled the terms of his contract and he would have bailed anyway. And that would have been fine. And he would, and he would have forced his way out. He wanted out. The, the injury was just a well. They, a, they, he a, felt a good like excuse. well. He they felt like he mishandled. He felt like him and his team felt like they mishandled his injury. Now I've got a question. So this for would each never happen you. if he wasn't injured. I've got a question for each of you because I look at the landscape of sports right now. Who really holds the power? Is it the player or is it the owners? Because if the owners just said, "Fine, you want to sit out? Sit out. We're gonna we're gonna take all our money back a little bit at a time." But instead, they cave, hoping to recoup some of the value that they know they're going to lose. But if they were to literally force them to be like, fine, we're just going to fine you until you decide to come back because there is a point of no return. But the owners have never enforced that leverage. I am all about player empowerment. Okay, I am all about being pro player over pro team. But at some point, it becomes too much. At some point, you have too much power but i'm just saying the owners theoretically have the power right yes I they are under contract well, I, well, yeah. I, well I, I mean t- the perfect ben, example is yeah. oh, sorry ben, they just ben don't simmons. leverage it ben simmons is is the example there of of a player that you know got fined from his own team mm-hmm. and he didn't want to fulfill the, the his contract that's the problem when it comes to the 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 empowerment of some of these players is that 
you know, I understand not wanting to play because you are outperforming your contract. If you are a second round draft pick and you are now a starter and you don't want to play because, you know, you're getting paid the minimum, but you are averaging 15 to 18 points a game. I understand that. I understand outperforming your contract when it comes to the point where, you know, you were a bench player and now you're an all-star. You know, I understand that type of mentality where you want to get paid. Right. I get that. I also understand when a player wants to hold out when there's one year left on their deal and they want to secure money for the next contract. Look at players like Michael Gallup, you know, players like that who got hurt on their, you know, you know, before, you know, on their contract year. But these aren't the players we're talking about. Right, right. But I do have an issue with when you are getting paid well, when you are getting paid market money, when you are one of the highest, best paid players in the league and you just suddenly don't want to play for this team anymore. When you want to be a Ben Simmons or a James Harden, if you want to force your way out and, and be cryptic like Kyler Murray or Aaron <sighs> Rodgers, that is what I have a problem with. And I don't have a problem with player empowerment. I have a power with super player, with superstar empowerment. That's you my like issue. like divas. Yeah. Divas. And, yeah. and, and, and they, they kill franchises. And 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 they 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 make the franchises suffer for years. Well, that's what I was going to give fact. the perfect example would be James Harden. Look what he did to Houston. I mean, he left Houston. Uh, they were building the whole team around him. He forced a trade out to the Brooklyn Nets, and now look, they're in a rebuild phase at the moment. To exactly. my point, though, diva. To my point, though, at what point does this fall on the owners for acquiescing to these demands mm -hmm. in order to? recoup some value versus holding firm and finding them until they either fall back in line. And that's why lockouts happen. You know, that's why whenever that you have deals that, that fall apart, I have no idea what's going on in baseball right now. I don't care. All I know is, is baseball players make a lot of money. They make more money than NBA players. But baseball they make players more money don't than, do this. They play 365 days a year. Right, but, but, they, but they, always seem to, they always seem to lock out. But you don't see this type of behavior in baseball right it's it's a different sport but man it, they they they're taken care of in many ways and i understand when the, when when whenever you lose you don't want to be the player rep representative who is giving power back right you, you can't see that power back but it's it's a it's a great conversation that'll continue because more and more this is happening again today cryptic message from aaron Rodgers, which was crazy uh, but uh, Chris wants to talk about the Spurs. He's on line three. Chris, what's going on in your world, man? Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? Doing good. Hey. Hey. You're a huge Spurs fan, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, so let me ask you this. I see. I know that you're at every single game. So are you team playing or are you team tank at the moment? <clears throat> well, all season I've been thinking about this, but when you're a season ticket, you know, holder, you don't want tanks. You want, you know, you want wins. You want playoffs. That's what you get the tickets for is to experience playoffs to get that 20 years of what we got, you know, back in the day, like extra parades, extra holidays almost it felt like. And now it's like I kind of want tank just because we got all those picks. But then again, I was wanting to cancel my season tickets after this season because I was kind of, you know, disappointed. But now I'm having a dilemma of whether or not should I keep them and, you know, look forward to the future, you know, next year. Maybe some good can happen this, you know, off season. Very cool. Great call, Chris. Thanks for calling in, man. Uh, you know, that's a good point. You know, season ticket holders, they suffer as well. Uh -huh. uh, in fact, a lot of them aren't going. You take a look at the, yeah. uh, at the stands. I've been to a couple of games this year. 
you know, you, you look in the stands and the stands are half empty and those seats have been sold. Yep. And, you know, and one of the things like just like him, he's always at every single game. And then you see the teams losing over and over again. You don't want to stay there um, if they're having a losing season. So, I mean, you definitely want your team to be in a position where they are successful. So I would say he would be team play in yeah. at that point, because, I mean, all season ticket holders should want to be like that. Yeah, you you obviously and I think nobody thinks about that. You obviously want to see your team win, and for Dallas Cowboy fans, for twenty six years, it's been this is our season, Mm -hmm. this is our year, and we all have on line one Juan who wants to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Hey Juan, are the Cowboys your team, my man? They are my team, man. They are my team. I've been pretty uh, disappointed the past uh, what twenty something years, like everybody else, but. Uh, I have to disagree with you on the, your Russell Wilson take. I, I do not think he's washed up. Um, I don't think he's had a supporting cast uh, for a while now. Um, if I was a Cowboys, uh, I'd trade Dak and Zeke for Russell Wilson. Um, I don't think he'd have to give up any kind of first-round pick. The thing is, is that I think uh, Russell Wilson would come into the Cowboys. I think he'd do great. Um, I, I think he'd be able to get the ball to his receivers anytime he wanted. Uh, same way Stafford did on that last drive to Cooper Cup the whole time. Everybody knew Cooper, Cooper Cup was getting the ball. He got, he got him the ball the whole time. Uh, I think Russell Wilson bring that. And the thing is, too, I think uh, the Eagles, they're not afraid to make trades. I wouldn't doubt if they make a, a play for Russell Wilson. And if he does, uh, the Eagles are going to be a force in the East if it happens. And Russell Wilson's going to be 34 this year. So I think the Cowboys still have uh, – you know, five, six years left of them if they, if they uh, trade for Russell Wilson. That's a good call. Thanks for calling in. Uh, thanks for calling in. You Thank know, you. It's, it's interesting. He mentions Russell Wilson is 34 years old. Back in the day, not to be an old man here, but back in the day, 34 years old was old for a quarterback. We take a look at players like uh, Tom Brady and think that they're all going to live live and play to be 44 years old. That does not happen. What, the, what ends up happening is they turn into Ben Roethlisberger, who is basically... <laughs> an old, old man. They don't get young because of good offensive lines in front of them. They're getting older. Their bodies are banged up. Yeah, yeah but if you're vegan like Tom Brady, then you'll be fine. I mean, to be fair, Ben did play until he was 40. You're right, but what I'm saying is... Aaron Rodgers is playing into his 40s. Like, but what I'm saying 40s is... 40s not as old as it used to be. You know what, but they are the exceptions to the rule. Most players just get old. Very true. They just get older, you know. It yeah. just it just kind of happens. It, it just, it just wear, wears they, and tears. They are Ryan, the Ryan Fitzpatrick the is not a, a starter all day every day. He starts six seven games a year and and does that for the for the rest of time. But uh, I just know, think nutrition and what we know about taking care of our body it has elong- elongated the careers of not just quarterbacks but athletes in general. From what we used to know them to be old, Tom Brady's a unicorn. That's all that we oh, know 100% about that. Oh, one hundred percent that. But uh, you know, earlier in the in the show, we were talking about Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard suspended for five games by the University of Michigan, and a lot of people are coming to his defense, saying, "Well, including myself, someone someone touched him, and you know, we could tell that he was already in a bad mood. So why try to provoke? Wh- him. Wh- why try? No, why try to make him act professional? Not provoke." Why make him do his job? <laughs> why, why, why make him do his job? Okay, because his job is to be a leader of men. His job is to go out there and shake hands at the end of the game and not be an idiot. That Get is his job. Lord. But <laughs> if I want somebody to make me act professional. The last thing I want them to do is touch me. <laughs> then do your True. job. 
<laughs> Do your job, Juwan Howard. Rodrigo is <laughs> online too. Wants to talk about this issue. What's going on, my man? Unbelievable, Mike. Unbelievable that you would say that his job description literally says you need to shake hands with the opposing coach. Yeah. No damn way does it say that. Yeah. The coach saw him. Look, let me tell you something, Mike. He he did what every man does. If I don't want to talk to that dude, I'm gonna just walk by him. Okay? He wasn't being a man. He wasn't he wasn't being a man. He was being a child. He was being a man because he knew. Look, look, Jawan Howard is not harmless. He's peaceful. He's peaceful, bro. Yeah, I I could see that by that punch that he threw. Sarcastic right now. I am not being sarcastic. I am totally being for real. When you see a guy, when a guy is like that, right, and he's mad, and he walks by you and he doesn't pay, just let him go. Thank you. This, the, the opposing coach literally touches him and stops him. The, the entitlement of this guy to say, like, no, 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 you're going to talk to me. Right. The, Thank uh, you. The entitlement. God, that's all I've been trying to say. The entitlement of, I can't just walk away. I got to punch this guy in the face. That is the entitlement. It was not a punch. Oh, he I'm sorry. Away. Change the narrative. It was a B slap. Okay, that's basically <laughs> what it was because it was I'll full force. Let me end it with this, Mike. My mom would always say, "No me buscas si no me vas a encontrar." Oh, I get Period. you. I get you. Are you going to find me? Yes. Okay. Period. I, 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 don't don't leave the line, Rodrigo. <laughs> I I, I want to talk to you for a quick second here. Okay. True or false? And no elaboration needed. Is Jawan Howard? A leader of men. Is he, is he supposed to be a leader of men? He is a leader of men. That is absolutely correct. Okay. Were the players upset prior to this whole incident happening, or were, did they just want to get on the bus and go home? I, I, I Honestly, I just saw the clip, so I don't have the context for that. Okay. So the brawl happened after Jawan Howard struck the that. other guy. Okay, the players had no issue. The players were not concerned. The players were not offended. Not the, true. The, the players were there being more professional than the dude making millions of dollars who's supposed to be leading them. Not true. That is true. That's not what happened. Uh, the players, the Michigan players, were kind of getting uh, aggressive with the assistant coaches on the opposing team. And the, the, when the assistant coach was in a gridlock with one of the Michigan players, that's when Juwan Howard reached across and tried to slap him because he was in a gridlock with one of the players. Oh. Also, yeah. question. By the way, Roger, have you ever had a bad day? Yes, I have. Have, have you ever accidentally gotten into a fight? Accidentally got into a fight. Yeah. Have you, has, has, has something ever come to blows at something like, I don't know, Fiesta? <laughs> Are you allowed to have one bad day? <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll be talking about that on the but other Mike side. Mike wasn't apparently. at work. Mike wasn't by the at way, work. By the way, Rodrigo is my favorite call because he came at me strong. You see, Carolina, I like the call that came in that disagreed with me. Earlier in the show, CT was like, Yo, you like this call because he agreed with you. I like this call because he was willing to go toe to toe. Okay, he, you know, he was being very good, and you know what? He was being very professional on that phone call. You know what? It is possible to disagree. It is possible mm -hmm. to be civil. And Jawan Howard, the we whole, do it all the time. But, but the, what, the weird thing about the whole thing again, he was suspended till the end of the regular season, yeah. which which means that the, and first first and foremost, they're not going to make the tournament. They're not. They are seventh in the Big Ten. They're 14 and 11. They're not going to make March Madness this year. They'll probably be in the NIT, okay, or whatever they call that these days. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the perfect classic case of reverse psychology. I told Michael that uh, he only liked the calls that agreed with him, and now 
the call that does not agree with him, he agrees with. No, so that is a classic case of psychology. He at me up. Thank you guys for attending my class. Um, I will <laughs> thank see you, you guys coming ne- to our TED th- talk. Th- thank you for coming to our TED talk. We will see you in the next session. Nice. And our next, uh, in our next psychology class. You know, apparently, you know, Jawan Howard has uh, thrown some hands. My friends and I used to call it showing teeth when, we would, when they would get mad. <laughs> But apparently Carolina and I, and I have that in common, and we'll be talking about that on the other side. The last time that you and I were both in a... Physical altercation. In an altercation. In a spat, if you will. A Physically. Tussle? Physi- uh, tussles. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about tussles next. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. It's Halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Because you had a bad day. Wow. What? During the commercial break, James Fledger telling me that uh, he was pissed off at me last week because I was being moody. And that like Juwan Howard. Yeah. I had a bad day. Who's tired on Thursday after the Super Bowl? Yeah. I'm allowed to be grouchy. Did I punch you? Did I smoosh you? Did I B-slap you? No. You did through the glass. Through a glass? Through the glass. Oh, through the glass. I just stared daggers at you. Welcome back to halftime on San Antonio. Maybe Sports if there was Star. some glass in between Juan Howard and Gad, <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have come to blows. Yeah, that one thing that was between them was respect and accountability, and none of it was there for Juan yeah, Howard. The respect went out the five, window when five. he grabbed his oh, arm. Oh my! Exactly, God. he should never grabbed his arm. Welcome back to halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM twelve fifty and one zero three three FM. That voice you heard was Carolina Teague, CT. Tuesdays with T, you already know. You know, Pledge was uh, playing a clip from yesterday's show that uh, he wanted to remind everybody about because he said I bailed on the show and I bailed on this topic. This is from yesterday. A poll question on Twitter. Uh, would you like more, the rodeo or fiesta? And by Going far, away. By far, going away, people wanted Fiesta 86% to 14%. I cannot stand Fiesta. But do you know what I can stand? What I love? Whoa! Giving away tickets to Kevin Hart. Because, Philip, congratulations, my man. Congratulations, Philip. You are going to go see Kevin Hart. Tomorrow is Tuesdays with T. You're just going to drop that bombshell on the way Yeah, we'll talk about that tomorrow. So I guess the time has come. You hate Fiesta. I hate Fiesta. Now, why is that? We got to do a deep dive. Why do you hate Fiesta? Fiesta is so expensive. It is so played out. It, it's not fun. Like, I go there saying, I got to go to one event a year. And then I go and I'm like, why am I here? I paid $20 to park. I had to walk a mile and a half to get to where I wanted to go. Oh, I got to pay admission to get in. Oh, hey, look, I can get a taco for $9. I can get a uh, a turkey leg for 15 you end up spending 200 250 bucks your feet hurt at the end of the night the beer is expensive it's pretty much warm half the time it is not a fun experience now i love the rodeo i the feel that way about great. the rodeo Rodeo's great it's Ro- contained wow. it only takes you three and a half hours to park rodeo takes forever to park it's expensive to park um everything's overpriced gotta pay to get into the carnival yeah and i i don't know i don't know about y'all maybe i just not an i'm a city girl i'm not a country girl by any means so i'm just walking through and seeing all the agriculture stuff it's cute but um, my nose doesn't like the way it smells i got two beers for thirty dollars 
Yeah. <laughs> now Rodrigo reaches out on Facebook Live. He's coming at me. He came at me on the on a on a call earlier saying Mike can't stand Fiesta. Mike definitely goes to Fremont instead of the Strip in Vegas. Man, he was listening to the entire show. Yes, I do like Fremont more than the Strip, and I do like the rodeo much more than Fiesta. One of the well, problems, I, mean, they, I mean, Vegas is way better than San Antonio. I know, but one of the things about Fiesta, though, is that I am not a violent man, okay? I have probably in my entire life gotten into two fights, and one of them was in middle school. That's not bad. Right? Yeah. But the adult one I had was maybe about 20 years ago. Uh-huh. And that's probably where it all started to end for me when it comes to Fiesta, because I'm 20, I'm 44 years old, so I was probably about 24, 25 years old, got into a fight at Oyster Bake, and uh, man, it was good times. Yeah, so how did that happen? Did they approach you? Did they, what, did you start it? Like, No, the person I was dating got groped. Okay. And I so she saw- got touched, where... You she be, didn't want to be touched. Beyond touch. Like Juwan Howard. Beyond beyond touch. <laughs> okay. Okay. Got full on grabbed. Okay. And I saw it coming from a mile away and I was holding beer. I was walking back. And then I was like, hold my beer. And I pushed the guy. <laughs> I pushed the guy. It came to blows. I ended up getting on top of him kind of like uh, a Christmas story. You ever seen uh, that movie? Uh-huh. <laughs> Just ground and pound him. Did you win? I did. You did. Okay. I did. And on top of that, when the cops came. Oh, the cops came. The cops came. Everyone pointed at that guy and was like, he's the one. He's the <laughs> oh, instigator. they saw the grope, right. They did. Yeah. Because, oh. because uh, you know, of all that happened. And I was allowed to go on with my day. They should have did that with Jerron Howard. The guy who touched him. Yeah. He wasn't arrested either. Should have been trouble. <laughs> uh, I, I, too, have also been in an altercation at Fiesta. And I think that's that may be why me and you... Don't really like Fiesta because I've oh, also been in a physical altercation. News. We have breaking news. We have breaking news. This is breaking news from San Antonio Sports Star. Breaking news coming into San Antonio Sports Star on ESPN AM twelve fifty and one zero three three FM. Carolina Teague does not like Fiesta. <laughs> Explain yourself. I mean, I like Fiesta. I like chicken on a stick with a jalapeno and I with extra bread. Love it. But what I don't like is me trying to have a good time. And I get into a physical altercation. I feel like you are not officially a member of Fiesta until you get into a physical altercation because you've been in a physical altercation. I've been in a physical altercation. And that is uh, when you are you get rolled in to, mm-hmm. to Fiesta. Um, so, you know, my situation was about 12 years ago. A very long time ago, I was on one of my first dates with my man trying to impress him. I was probably wearing this exact same top um, that I'm wearing on the live stream for Facebook. YouTube, guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, And I was minding my business, walking back to my car, and this chick who was inebriated thought she could just run up on me and push me from behind. I had no choice. I wasn't going to look like a punk in front of my man. That's right. I had to defend myself. And that's when the physical altercation happened. And uh, it was at Fiesta, and I'll never forget it. But now I avoid all this by not going not to Fiesta, yeah. or I go to one event that is not really what I consider an event. It, it, it involves like maybe a school. I've gone to Central Catholics events, and that's fun right. and whatnot. But it, it's Fiesta ish. You know, Pledger was telling me earlier that he loves Fiesta, and then he kept on naming all the events that he goes to, and I'm like, dude, those don't count. Those don't F- count, Pledger's man. Events don't count as Fiesta. Do you get 
Chicken on a stick there? No, you get the lame ones, man. You can get just... chicken on a stick at HEB. Yeah. Like, it's not a big deal. When's the only time Northside? you can go to these events? Oh, my god. Taste of the Northside is not... It's like a... It is not considered... I don't consider it fiesta. Taste of yeah. the Northside is not... Oyster you Bay, gotta... yes. Niosa, yeah. Yeah, been you... to Oyster Bay, been to Niosa, been to the uh, parades, been to King William... I've also been to Taste of the North Side it's, and it's Heights Night. It's I, expensive. I'm kind of pro parade though. I I don't mind the parade. If you're going to say Michael, go to the Battle of Flowers parade. Okay, I'd be perfectly fine with that. You know, growing up, I'll never forget. I was in high school band, and we marched in the Battle of Flowers, and it was probably like 95 degrees, and we're wearing these polyester uniforms. And I remember we're walking down the street, like down Broadway. And all of a sudden, you just see people collapsing because of like heat exhaustion. And you're like, do I step over them? Do I go around them? But we just kept going. And like eight members of the band did not make it because they, they got overheated. Oh, Lord. <laughs> see, this is, I mean, I get the parade is fun. I will go to the parade. And I like Niles. I like all the events. Don't get me wrong. I love all the events. I just don't like the part where somebody always tries to fight me at Fiesta. Always. And there was another somebody another time somebody tried to fight me again. I just didn't fight her, but she tried to fight me again. And I'm like, why are people trying to fight me? I guess I'm just minding my business. There was an event. Uh, I think it's called the Taco Festival at uh, La Vita. I, I went there a few years ago uh-huh. and I'm looking it up right now. It, it's going to be uh, again, the, the, the Taco Festival Music Imas. Uh, I think that's part of Fiesta. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. That was a good event. It was expensive. Uh-huh. But that was a good event, and essentially every taco truck there, every stand or whatnot, had either alcohol, margaritas, or tacos. I see, and that's that's a good thing. Those are great reasons to go to Fiesta. And he had live music. delicious. He had live music, and it wasn't too, too expensive. It wasn't hard to get into and hard to get out of. Uh, taco Festival Music, Imas, that was a good event. So if, if I was to recommend any Fiesta event... It's that one. I would recommend um, just my personal favorite, Nyosa. I've had many great m- memories at Nyosa. Um, I used to work at La Vita. So um, I, I told you the story off the air. I used to work at a candle company and I was giving out miniature candles. They, they're shaped like tiny little caramels. And it was hazelnut day. And my boss said, why don't you go carry your tray out of hazelnut uh, candles and see if anybody wants you know sample to take home. So I said okay, and I went took my tray out with my little hazelnut scented mm-hmm. can- candles, and uh, one of the inebriated Fiesta patrons walked up to me, grabbed a handful of those candles and put them in his mouth. He thought they were candy, and he started spitting them out, and it was just the funniest <laughs> thing ever. So I mean, I say Niosa, unforgettable things always happen at Niosa. I know it's absolutely crazy. And back in the day, there was a thing on college night called Nyosa Kisses that was, in retrospect, very disgusting. Don't want to get into that. But if you remember Nyosa Kisses, reach out to us on Facebook and YouTube. We're going to read some of your best comments when we come back and put a bow on the show. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. This is Joe Reinagle on your home for everything that matters in sports. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. This has been a fun show. Tuesdays with Teague. Period. Always a blast. Just a reminder, tomorrow is Movie Review Wednesday. Rudy J and Joe Reinagle have uh, 
dared me, requested, if you will, that I watch the movie The Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Again, I review movies that uh, everyone my age seems to have watched, but I haven't. Have you seen The Terminator? No, remember I told you I take your reviews really seriously because I don't watch movies either. <laughs> you the one that put me on Love is Blind, and I, I loved it. So I t- oh. trust your judgment. I trust your taste. That's where we're at. I feel like I can trust you with your opinion when it comes to TV and movies. You are one of the few. Are you doing reverse psychology on me again? No, because I'm not. I'm not. But you- that worked. Our class is now over. Okay? I said that last time. Our, our, our reverse psychology class is over. Uh, now we're doing uh, honesty hour, and I feel like I'm being very honest. Like I trust your movie opinions. Now it's funny because everyone seems to have watched these movies, but I didn't watch them growing up. And I'm 44 years old now, watching it for the first time. Last week I saw An Officer and a Gentleman, and I will tell you this much: that was a good movie. CT, I gave that an A minus. That was a very good movie. I watched it again. I liked it so much. <laughs> I watched it a second time. Urban Cowboy recently, I gave a B plus to. What about Ninja Turtles? Like, what would you give that? Like, I judge people based off of how they feel about Ninja Turtles. I don't think I've ever watched the Ninja Turtles. What? And that's the whole point of this whole segment that we do on Wednesdays at one thirty. I didn't watch movies growing up. Can you put that on your list? Well, I mean, come on. Am I really going to like the Ninja Turtles? Because a few weeks ago, I pissed off people because the Warriors, someone had me watch. It was the first time I gave that movie an F. And what's funny about it, though, <laughs> is that my wife and I agree. We don't. She has never watched any of these movies either. We both gave Warriors an F. We both gave An Officer and a Gentleman an A-. We both gave Urban Cowboy a B plus. My wife and I are kind of in sync when it comes to our movie reviews. Well, that's why y'all are married. Yeah, but I didn't know that. Oh, so this is something you learned. Yeah, because it's funny, because I started doing this segment a year ago. Uh, on Sunday Sports Grill, and then I brought it over to halftime uh, when I was promoted to halftime in October. And it's just one of those things where it's it's so interesting to go back and watch these movies. And people come at me like, no, oh, this movie is an A+. It was great. I'm like, really? Was it? Or well, people, was- there's a lot of boneheads out there in the world, too. But beyond I don't know what they're talking about. But beyond that, it's more nostalgic for them, <laughs> and they think kidding. it's good. I'll give you an just example. <laughs> one of the few movies I saw growing up was The Goonies. The Goonies was a good movie, a, a fun movie when I watched it growing up. I watched it again recently because I tried showing it to my daughter. Uh-huh. It was trash. What's up, Pledge? Okay. I just heard something. And, you know, the acquired hypocrite. <laughs> okay, tell me. This show is about what? Sports? Pop culture. Pop culture. And nostalgia. And nostalgia. Yes. Oh, my God. And you said... That a lot of people like that movie because of nostalgia, and you are crapping on the nostalgia of the movie that, that people tie themselves with it. That's the thing. Very good point. No, 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 no. That's not a hypocritical point of view. I'll that tell you why. That seems very hypocritical. Because I don't have that nostalgia when it comes to it. That's the point. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give it a, a, an objective point of view from today, in the year 2022, from a 44-year-old man's standpoint, not to, from a, a, a person who first watched The Terminator when they were eight years old back in 1984. I thought the whole point of nostalgia is you're supposed to put yourself in like a kid's shoes. Like you're supposed to go back and think like that. It's about back in your day, not back in his day or back in your day. (laughs) It's back in my day. That is what nostalgia is. So you're not going to give Ninja Turtles a chance. No, I'll give it a chance. And it's it's funny. Like, like, Like the Warriors. I mean, there are some people today who are like, well, you know, it was a moment in time. I'm like... 
but that's that's the thing. Just because it's the moment in time doesn't so mean that it's not. Well, well, look at Officer and Gentleman. I give oh, it an A minus. Officer and Gentleman's a great movie, and twenty years from now, it'll be a great movie. Scarface, I gave an A minus. That's, Joe, a good, Joe, that's a good movie. Joe Ryan was tacky, pissed. It was good. It was, but it wasn't an A plus movie. But it was a good no, movie. No, it's a good movie. It's just a little tacky. Yeah, I I, I get that. But again, movie reviews <laughs> tomorrow. I've already seen it. Typically, I watch it the night before. But I got up this morning at five a.m. and I was watching the Terminator, and uh, yeah. So now I know the whole thing about Sarah Connor and all that. So we'll be getting into that tomorrow. Rudy J is going to be in for that, and I and I think Joe Ryan Eagle might. Might show his face for that. Oh, I think he will. Oh, my I God. I want to show my face for a Ninja Turtle movie review. See if you can find the clip of Joe Reinagle doing his officer and a gentleman impersonation. Please let me know when you got that because I've got nowhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. On the spot. And I was kind of surprised that he did it, but he went for it. I mean, he like, he like swallowed, did a deep breath, and just went for it. It was amazing. Um, can I just say, Gabriel Chacon says, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the protected list. And I totally agree. That, with, with that Transformers. list is, pr- yeah, I, is protected. I've told that to listeners that you have three vetoes of movies. And Transformers 1986 and apparently Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles belong on that list. Because, again, yes. I will give an, a fair assessment to these movies. But, like, Gremlins I thought was good. You know, the ones that I thought were kind of overrated was like Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones to me was kind of overrated. But uh, I've never seen that either. So you're you're barking up the wrong tree. See, but I don't know how old you are. If you told me you were 25, I'd I'd I'd, I'd say yeah. Here's another thing. If you told thing. me that you were older yeah. than that, I would agree too. I'm not going to tell you my age on air. I'm not going to tell you on air. Cuz <laughs> that you, Can you give me a range? I have to like, keep a little mystery about myself. <laughs> I'm a woman for Christ's sake. Jeez, you're going to make me give away all my secrets. Are you going to be at the RuPub? RuPub, Thursday <laughs> afternoon. Come celebrate San Antonio Sports Star's 14th birthday over at the RuPub. We'll be having halftime from 12 to 2 there. Joe and Jason will do the Blitz from 4 to 7. Reaching out on Facebook, Rodrigo Bravo, who, by the way, won the tickets to go see Kevin Hart. Congratulations. Says, damn, first CT nailed him and not Pledger, and now in Pledger got him. Mike taking more L's than Wisconsin coaches. Man, he went full circle on his take on air plus this. Man, he's a poet. Yeah, that, he, is, that is poetic. He's a modern day Hispanic Shakespeare. I'm going to call Rodrigo the modern day Hispanic Shakespeare of San Antonio sports star for the day. You get Shakespeare of the day, Rodrigo. Yeah, and people reaching out on Facebook and YouTube saying that, uh, you know, I got a little bit of cred because I got into a fight at Fiesta 20 years ago. But uh, you know, I, I get, don't. I I get cred too, right? You do. We both get cred. You, we didn't start the fights. We, we finished them. them. Period. That's right, and that's how you know we're official when it comes to Fiesta. That's right. That is Carolina Teague again. Rudy J will be in with me tomorrow. This is halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM twelve fifty and one zero three three FM.